This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash... You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of hefty large black bags. Well, hello there, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Today's Tuesday, January 19th, 2021. It also happens to be the 75th birthday of the only royalty to which I would ever bow, Queen Dolly Parton. Happy birthday, Your Majesty, and thank you for giving white trash Tennesseans like myself a light to go by for 50-plus years. Long may she reign, Mark. I'm Trey Crowder. That's Mark Ag. How you doing, buddy? Good, man. Happy birthday to Dolly. Um uh, not only, but uh, thinking about her all day, obviously, you know, it's it's just, it's just a hallowed day. But I also thought about you earlier, specifically your exercise bike. Uh, did you yeah. read that story in the New York Times about how like uh, national security people are worried about like China and Russia hacking Joe Biden's Peloton? Yeah, he can't have a Peloton apparently because it's a security risk. I mean, look, I'm not the president, so now, dude, I hope they're watching me. They deserve to see it, you know. I'm on that pedal. I'm doing a 90s ride. Celine Dion comes on to Crescendo. I'm just fucking I'm arm spread doing this, feeling myself. It's fabulous. Please watch think? me. Take it all in. I don't care. But the president, yeah, they probably shouldn't be saying that. I mean, Joe Biden's like 77 years old. He probably, pe- like, what's Russia going to be like? This motherfucker pedals for shit. Like, the, what's the, what's Dude, the. Dude, I'll tell you this. Fun? Yes, I have a Peloton. My wife chose to buy it. And then I mostly, I started riding it out of spite because she bought it. And I was like, she ain't going to use that damn thing. And I mean, she does some, but I was like, I got to just to make it worth it. Uh, so, but now I'm, you know, hell, I'm sucked into the culture, man. But what I was going to say is, I'll tell you this, having done a shitload of Peloton workouts, if Joe Biden at 77 is actually doing most of the things that they're on, I'm going to feel even shittier about my sorry fat ass because a 77 year old, because dude, it, I, it fucks me up. <laughs> so, so if a 77 year old dude is just knocking those out, I need to do better. Uh, what, what would uh, you from 20 years ago say if you saw you? Like, first of all, not, forget a, a stationary bike. If, if you saw yourself riding a bike in 2021, you'd be like, I guess old me got a couple DUIs. Buddy, full <laughs> of disgust. Either that, yeah, either the DUIs or it wouldn't have been good. I wouldn't have thought, you, you, know, you know how much resentment I have for cyclists for most of my life? For no good reason either. I was just it was like, look at these fancy motherfuckers over here. Get out of the goddamn road. You yeah. know. But I still don't leave my house to do it. Uh, Help with the environment and getting skinny pieces of shit. I know. What the, these pieces place. of shit? How yeah. dare they? Yeah, that's how I felt about it. Oh, but, you know, we all grow, Mark. We all evolve. All right. So let's do the show. Back with us is producer Matt, who survived the blizzard in the Dakotas last week that took him out of commission. We're glad he's back. Super glad he's back. And this is Evening Skews. Got a good show for you tonight. It's the eve of the inauguration. And the coup sequences continue to roll in. Each one more comically absurd than the last. Whole lot to make fun of there. And we'll do our best. We're also going to talk about what we're looking forward to with the Joe Biden presidency. And Mark, 
will give us an update into what's going on in Q world. Spoiler alert, it's dumb as fuck. But first, as always, we begin with the Daily Dumbass. Matt, play the graphic. Tonight's dumbass is any capital insurrectionist who has been arrested and not yet thought to simply demand to get away with it. You're white, you're conservative, this is America, just ask for it. Here's Dallas area realtor Jenna Ryan, who took a private jet to do her treason, showing you how it's done. Matt, play play the clip. Like um, a pardon from the president of the United States. I think that we all deserve a pardon. We, I'm, I'm facing prison sentence. Um, I think that I do not deserve that. And I think every person, you know, from what I understand, everyone's going to be arrested that was there. So I, would, I think everyone deserves a pardon. And I would ask the president of the United States to give me a pardon. <laughs> well, there you have it, Mark. Yeah, I love I love the turn to camera at the end. Like she's like you, and you better make it. Like I know, right? Yes, exactly. She. It's just like okay, so do it. Obviously, like just if you don't if you don't give me a pardon, Mister Trump, I'm going to call your mother. That's that's, that's (laughs) what she said to me. And like she she didn't she so she took the private jet. She apparently her excuse for she like a cute boy invited her on the private jet. It wasn't her private jet. I think is her her reasoning. So none of this is her fault. She just like. A cute boy lured her onto the plane. Then she stormed the Capitol. That's her story. But um, here's from her live stream. We, uh, Matt edited together a compilation of shit she did outside the Capitol. <laughs> Jenna Ryan, your realtor. USA! We're not going to be quiet! Get your turtle face out here! Mitch McConnell! Mitch McConnell! I got a pants! Really? You got the, I got to go to the bathroom! You know what? We are armed and dangerous. <laughs> okay, she did she, did she say pants? She said pants, or because like, okay, because yeah. it sounds to me like she goes, Mitch McConnell, I got a piss. And then <laughs> right after that, she goes, I got to use the bathroom. So at first I couldn't tell because I, I heard piss and I was like, no, she's yelling at pants. But then she says, I got to use the bathroom. So I was like, shit, maybe she did say piss. I can't tell what she's screaming out here. Yeah. And she, she closed that video, by the way, it was like a two minute long live stream. She yells, we're armed and dangerous and we're not going to take this. So like, yeah, she's going to jail for a little bit. <laughs> so... And we've talked about this multiple times since because every episode there's still more coup sequences to go through. But like just the just the sheer entitlement, you know, of all of these insurrectionists and whatever thing. Like I don't know how anyone could deny the existence of white privilege any longer after this. Although I mean, all the people who denied it to begin with were probably at the Capitol or fully support it, so they're not going to learn anything from this. But it's just so clear that like. They are they are literally flabbergasted at the notion that they might get in any trouble for literally violently storming the U.S. Capitol building and taking it over while Congress was in session. It blows their mind There's, that that is somehow a problem. It's crazy. There have been lots of think pieces about this, like how Trump can like rant about being tough on crime all the time while being a huge criminal. 
And it doesn't really make any sort of sense, because, but but it does make sense because he's never been held accountable. So technically, he's not a, a criminal because he doesn't have any record, right? So it's like it, crime stops being a thing you do and starts, but criminal starts being a part of who you are. So like I'm white and middle class, therefore nothing I do can be construed as criminal, and it's unfair for you to see it that way, right? Right. A cri- criminal is someone else. That's a that's like a, a poor brown kid or whatever. Not me. I'm fucking special. So it's like they literally in their head it can't penetrate the fucking thick ass craniums that what they did was a crime. It's amazing. I love it. Yeah, man. Uh, who the hell knows? But all right, let's go. Let's do some honorable mentions. We always like to have some daily dumbass <laughs> honorable mentions. The first one, first honorable mention is anybody who doubted the continued existence of Joe Exotic's flair in this <laughs> in this wild these wild times we live in Matt can you put up that uh, the screenshot of what's going yeah. on with Joe Exotic look look here this is reportedly the stretch limo that is standing by at Joe Exotic's lawyer's office waiting on a call from the White House confirming the presidential pardon. That's what he's going to get picked up. And look at that. Mark, is that a, is that a roll? Are those roll bars on the back of that? I mean, it must be like, <laughs> what else could it be? It's got, it's got yeah, but where's the bush guard, you know? Is that what the dude's for? Is it like, is he strapped to the front of this? Like, he, <laughs> he serves as the bush guard? It's weird because he's not black, you know? So I don't think that's what's going on. Uh, yeah, also, it's got the fucking DeLorean. It's got the DeLorean uh, fucking so doors door? on it and yeah. the roll cage going on. Yeah. Like, I think... I think that's technically outside the uh, a federal prison in Fort Worth, so they're pretty confident that any minute now they're going to get a pardon, and Joe Exotic's just going to like check out of prison, baby. But like, the funny thing about that limo is, if I saw it, I'd be like, "What's Joe Exotic's limo doing here?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that, yeah. Hey, the man most- is pretty upfront about yeah. you know his values. He wears it all in his sleeves. And we've 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 talked multiple times about how we fully expect Joe Exotic to be pardoned by Donald Trump. But like, but having said that, I'm at like, is that literally about to happen? Like, is that is that seriously going to happen? <laughs> um, I well, look, there's a bunch of look, like the list of people that it would be absurdly hilarious to get a pardon from Donald Trump is very long. It includes uh, Lil Wayne, uh, who I'm kind of rooting for to get one. He, he, you know, he's got some weird gun charges because cops harass him. I don't really care. Let Lil Wayne sip his scissor up and smoke weed on his bus in peace and carry a gun around. Who gives a shit? Sure. Um, he made the Carter three. He deserves yeah. a pardon. He gets a lifetime pass for anything short of murder to me. That's right. Uh, <laughs> but um, like Steve Bannon for his whatever, uh, his uh, uh, idiocy with the GoFundMe for the border funding that he used to build a boat, all that shit. Honestly, Joe... Joe Exotic is the one I least have a problem with getting a pardon because he was kind of entrapped by that weird dude with the uh, uh, earring in the back. In, in the uh, okay, the but suit. you not everybody doesn't have a problem with it, Mark. Some people have a major problem with it. Okay, and we're not sure whether this is Joe Exotic or Little Wayne or Kodak Black or Steve Bannon or whoever. But it could be anybody. But Matt, play this clip. Some people are not happy. Shit. Uh, does make the president's list of pardons, and my client doesn't. <laughs> I, that, that I, don't know I don't know the context. I assume it's Joe Exotic, but it could be any motherfucker on this list because they're all so stupid. 
Give me a you're you're um you know uh, Edward Snowden and you got a whole group of people who consider you a righteous patriot. Uh, I don't fully buy into that, but that's a whole other argument. But the but you, so you think is a guy who exposed like a lot of national security malfeasance who deserves to be able to walk free, breathe free air as an American as a patriot, and then Joe Exotic gets a pardon and you don't. That's fucking hilarious. I mean, yeah, you know they pretty they put it pretty concisely in that clip. You know, if <laughs> if that dipshit gets a pardon. And my client doesn't, then God damn it. That's what <laughs> I mean. There have been so many deep miscarriages of justice in the last four years that can we go out and one purely hilarious one with no real victims? I mean, I know Carol Baskin was allegedly going to be the victim, but no crime actually. What is attempted murder, really? Is that really? It was a sad Yeah, well, I just, to me, the thing is, I, you dude, fuck Joe Exotic. Fuck pretty much everybody that was in that documentary except the staff of that zoo, as far as I'm concerned. But like, uh, but I just can't think of a more, I don't know, appropriate and perfect way for Donald Trump's presidency to end than by officially pardoning the tiger meth king. You know, like that's just the, it's poetry to me. That's why I want it to happen. It's just so, it's such a perfect like punctuation mark on what his presidency has been, you know? That's why I want it. I mean, he's like the platonic ideal of a Trump supporter because he's a maniac, one. he like Rich people think he's poor, but you and I know he's actually rich, right? Right. <laughs> he's like, because he has a mullet, he shoots guns, but he's poor white trash. No, that motherfucker's got, he owns a zoo and a bunch of tigers and some fancy trucks and like some $5,000 machine guns. He's bass boats. He's a, he's a, he's a rich redneck, right? He's not one of the poor ones. Absolutely. But, and that's who you usually see at a Trump rally. So it's perfect. Yeah. Uh, but not just rich rednecks, all other kinds of white people, right? Yeah. That's why, like you pointed out before, and I think you're right to do it. People have this uh, interpretation in their head of like, um, Mark, sorry, real quick. Can you like turn me down a little bit on your speakers? Because I hear an echo. I think I can hear me coming through your microphone. Cool. So I'm sure everybody else can too. All right. Uh, so anyway, there, people have this automatic vision in their head of the people who stormed the Capitol and it's all, you know, trailer Americans or whatnot, but it's not, but it wasn't. It was people on fucking private jets like Jenna Ryan earlier and other types of racists like Nick Fuentes, right? Tell mm -hmm. us, he's our second honorable mention. Tell us about this guy. Uh, he's an alt-right, like social media influencer. He's gotten pretty big. He's um, like a, what, he calls himself a white nationalist. Like he think he's one of those dudes, like like a chauvinist who thinks like the West, like the Western culture was created by white people, and it's our right to uh, to possess it and control it, and we need to restrict all kinds of immigration. Yada yada yada. He's an asshole and a bad dude. That's pretty much all you need to know about him. And he was a uh, we, we showed a picture of him last time because he was in that 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 picture from uh, yeah there we go from Baked Alaska's live stream in the Capitol. So he was one of the people that stormed the Capitol in a MAGA hat and was having a great old fucking time. Um, and yeah, so he he afterwards it it did sink into him that he'd done some bad bad stuff and might be uh, facing some legal consequences. So he went on his uh, live stream and had some legal advice for anyone who might have followed him. <laughs> Actually, can I say that? Don't destroy, don't destroy evidence. Don't. <laughs> I don't know. Is that a crime to say? I honestly. You know, whatever. I'm going to say don't do that for my legal sake. I'm going to say don't do that. Because I, I don't know if I could say legally if I could encourage people to do that. So, so what I'm going to say is I, I think they probably have it all. I think if you were there, 
and your phone was like pinged inside the Capitol with the Wi-Fi or with the, uh, you know, whatever, the cellular, then I, I think they're going to get you. I think they'll get you. <coughs> Basically, no, no matter what, if you were in there, if you had a phone in there, if you had your face exposed, I think they're going to get you. All right, so cut it off, man. I don't know. If I, I tell people to destroy their phone. This, like, we're, we were talking about earlier about how, like, not having conception of what they're doing was a crime. Right. Anyone who's seen The Wire knows that people who instinctually assume um, that police are watching them are super careful. Like, so they they, 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 right. they get burner phones and throw them away right. and use codes and all this shit. That's right. just to, like, sell a gram of heroin. Here you have... <laughs> People trying to overthrow the government who live streamed it, and they're the dumbest motherfuckers on the planet. And here's this guy, who's one of the smart. He's one of their leaders. He's one of the smarter in their group, who's telling them to destroy their cell phones after they are they're already geolocated. It doesn't make any sense. So, on that, just so you guys are aware, in the clip you saw, you see him uh, say, "Don't destroy evidence." And then he winks very broadly right at yeah, the camera. Yeah, just so you know, right that. before right before that. He literally just said, if you had a cell phone and you had it with you, uh, destroy it. <laughs> he literally just tells him to destroy it. And then right after that, he goes, okay, I guess maybe don't do it. And then winks and then says, oh, I guess I shouldn't say that. Yeah. But, uh, but I, yes. I am, I, I, I'm hereby saying to everybody who listens to the excuse, if you run into Nick Fuentes in a bar or a grocery store or wherever, don't kick him in the dick. Right. Why? Oh, no, I mean, <laughs> oh, yes. The wink. I'm sorry. He yeah. winked. I didn't see it. I was looking at a link and I missed the wink. That's how important the wink is. You got to see it. That's how the wink says a lot. Yes. Don't do it. Yeah. All right. Well, it's a perfect segue into the first segment here, continuing into the coup sequences. Like you said, uh, just the lack of the lack of awareness on what might happen or what the consequences should be more and more arrests are made and with them more and more arrest reports come out and every one of them so far and now part of that is confirmation bias because these are the people easiest to arrest so of course they get arrested first but every one of them is just the most incompetent criminal attempt you've ever, like comically so like if you tried to write it into a script about something like this people would tell you like you can't do that no one would be that on the nose right but uh the fbi has said they have at their disposal significant legal and technical resources like they can get warrants from phone and tech companies and certain see what phones were in what area at what time and things like that like high tech you know cbs procedural type shit <laughs> that they can do but they haven't really done that so far because they don't need to mark nope yeah the uh a, there's a real question here about if you're trying to create a movement to overthrow the government but it's also a movement that's all about performative online identity that requires you to live every moment of your life uh, on social media the two things kind of don't go together <laughs> You know, and uh, yeah, the the I mean, there's so many of these cases and I have a fucking bog Matt down with like a like a thousand links, but we can just run through some of the fucking more fantastic ones if you want. Well, they just arrested three people from Beverly Hills today. Um, one of them is a Beverly Hills salon owner. And going back to the, these aren't four people. Right. Uh, the salon owner who the charge they arrested her for is going to put her away for 15 to 20 years if she's convicted. Even if she pleads guilty, she'll get 15. Yeah. Gina B Bisignano. 
Bisignano. Um, good job, good job yeah. with that name. Uh, you, you did, did much better than I would have. I was scared by that name. I was like, I don't know how to fucking. I don't know, uh, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, there's a guy. Here's one of my favorites. Uh, a guy who founded Cowboys for Trump in New Mexico. Yeah. Um, he uh, <laughs> he was just arrested, but not until after he told the newspaper he was going back to D.C. tomorrow for the inauguration with guns. So they got him before he could do that. But here's the best part. The guy who went to the coup, his name is Cooey. Yes. That guy. Uh, look, Cooey, Cooey Griffin. Griffin. <laughs> the, the, I'm saying, dude, like I, I said this jokingly to you via text the other day. Everybody, or, you know, if you follow me for a while, you're aware I'm completely godless as a person. Uh, but... The more details come out about this, I'm starting to feel, I don't know, I don't know if you call it faith or whatever. I'm like, some kind of higher power is at work here because every part of this is just so, like, perfectly in sync with, like, I told you earlier, you sent me, uh, in the outline, there's a link to an NBC News article that kind of summarizes all of the recent arrests. And it's just, it's a, it's a news article. It's journalistic. It's just facts. It's just a list of facts. And I told you, I was like, dude, the number of jokes in this article, like the number of hilarious jokes in this scholarly, sincere news article is phenomenal. Like the unintentional comedy of this is just too much to ignore. The man's name is Cooey. I mean... Uh this next one is a uh, yeah. This next one's awesome too. This is from a, an arrest warrant affidavit. Um, the the affidavit includes a JPEG of a photo that uh, this this uh, coup doer had. Um, he took a screen grab from a news footage of storming <laughs> the Capitol of a guy climbing the building, and he he used the, whatever app he was on to use a, an emoji finger pointing at himself and has this is me. So the FBI has him Instagramming a fucking confession with an arrow pointing to himself that he didn't he didn't live stream it. He went back afterwards and thought exactly, about it. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So many of these people live streamed it. They were on their on their phones like, hey, I'm at the Capitol. But that's another one. There was a cop from West Virginia, I think it was, who was literally live streaming on his. His name is Derek Evans. And he was literally <laughs> in there live streaming himself inside the Capitol building yelling, Derek Evans is in the capital <laughs> I love that first guy. and last name screaming at himself while committing sedition i said cop he's a uh he had just been elected to the west virginia house of delegates so he was like a newly elected west virginia representative uh but he has since resigned but yes just and that yes the guy like you said the guy but but the guy you were talking about he didn't he didn't live stream it. Like you said, he went back and found footage, mm -hmm. other footage of people storming the Capitol, took a screenshot, went into MS Paint or whatever, and added to the, circled his own face and wrote in, this is me, and then yeah. posted it on his social media page. It's just like, you should just oh my it. God, yeah. dude. Uh, this next guy is my favorite one. He uh, there it he, is, right there. Look, there yeah. it is. This is me. Look at that arrow. I'm telling. It's some MS Paint shit, dude. <laughs> fucking scrawled that in there. He's got that. Uh, he's got that like um, shadowed font. I don't remember the name of it, but that's like that's classic. You know. Yeah. 
2002 high school font right there. Just yeah. laying it, just these affidavits, man, with all this evidence in it. It's, oh my God, it's too I mean, good. Who are you about to bring up? Playing with a cheat code. I know, right. Um, these, uh, this next guy, he's my favorite one, I think, although we have a lot more. <laughs> he, uh, he told his parole officer, he was on parole, on probation for some other white nationalist shit. And he um, told his probation officer he was going to D.C. to hand out Bibles. Um, but instead, he was in the riot and he wore his ankle monitor with his GPS activated to the goddamn fucking Capitol. Uh, <laughs> uh, literally a tracking device. The only purpose of that device that you have wrapped around your ankle at every hour of the day is to keep track of where you are. Mm-hmm. And you go there, although, like you said, he straight up told his parole officer he was going there. So I guess in his mind, he's like, well, I have permission, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and he's a he's a scary dude. Like, he's told people he wants to be a lone wolf killer. He's researched school shootings. Like, he's a he's a fucking bad dude. He should be in jail uh, regardless. Come, Mark, uh, that's not, come on. That's not fair. That's not fair. Sure, everything you just said is true. But he was going there to hand out Bibles, dude. So, like, <laughs> it's a gray area, okay? People are good. Not everything is black and white, Mark. Sure, he wants to be a lone wolf killer. But he also hands out Bibles. So, yeah. you got to think about that. There's a <laughs> dude named Brandon Fellows who, work, who, who used to work at a grocery store. I'm assuming from context he got fired. He lives in a converted school bus who posted a video with his feet propped up in Senator Jeff Merkley's office smoking weed and said, quote, this one's going to get me incriminated. You guessed right, oh. buddy. So, okay, I, we've been saying, we're talking about the, these people this whole time and, and keep saying like, oh, this sense of entitlement. You can tell that they are, that they're astounded that there's anything wrong with this. But then you see something like this. He literally posted on there saying, oh, I'm, I'm going to go to jail for this, basic, basically. This one's going to get me incriminated. So he has some understanding of what he's doing, but still did the thing in the first not even just doing the thing in the first place but posted self-incriminating evidence and called it self-incriminating like mm-hmm. wh- what i don't <laughs> i don't understand how you can have even the amount of self-awareness it takes to realize this is an incriminating illegal act that i'm committing and also post it and say hey everybody look at this incriminating illegal act i'm committing like i mean i well, don't get how that works there were some of them who actually were that that that's that like this so this girl from university of kentucky um she posted a selfie at the capitol riot and whenever as somebody who goes to school with her dm'd her and uh this dm exchange just fucking classic because is <laughs> she uh the the friend the girl goes her uh, friend goes hey are you stupid what did what did you do she goes uh, that's embarrassing she goes I don't know it was history I thought it was cool another yeah. friend goes you're a moron you committed treason she goes IDK I mean I don't know what treason yeah. is I, I, don't I don't know what I don't know what treason is <laughs> <laughs> okay first of all I don't know what treason is okay secondly yeah. it was cool uh, yeah I don't know I just Again, you wouldn't, I know this is like, this is a cliche that people say a lot, but like you literally couldn't, you could not write shit like this because no one would buy it. You know, when you, I mean, one or two, sure. But when you just stack them up one on top of the other, back to back, and every one of them is some hilarious bullshit like that, 
it just becomes too much to just accept. But it's true. It's what happened. And then there was um, Riley June Williams, 22-year-old, who stole Nancy Pelosi's laptop and tried to sell it to the Russians. Uh, her boyfriend was Russian, but not like Russian intelligence or something like that. And he turned her in. What? What it's happened not, there? <laughs> it's not clear whether she had anything other than than an idea. <laughs> right, yeah, right. Yes. I feel like that's a recurring theme here. Yeah. Just she a general a idea they all had. She had a notion she could take Nancy Pelosi's laptop and get money from the Russians for it for some reason. I'm sure Nancy Pelosi has a lot of like deeply secured information on her fucking laptop that she takes home on the, the, on the train with her or whatever. Um, it, like this is the sheer amount of idiocy. The, the, the guy who wore a GoPro on his, a GoPro on his head to storm the Capitol threatened his own kids not to turn him in or he'd shoot them because that would make them traitors. Um, yep. Lady. Yes. This lady, this lady's great. Go she was ahead. posting on, on Gab, I know on parlor about how she went to the Capitol and somebody was trying to, lead her to talking herself down to be like, hey, so you you just they open the doors and just let you in, right? And she goes, uh <laughs> she goes <Nope>. <laughs> she says, uh forcing entry, they let you right in, right? And she goes, nope, forced, like rugby. We entered through the back door of the Capitol. The news only shows what happened in the front of it. <laughs> Again, on her own social media page, someone else, some other patriot, is trying to help her out, being like, you know, they let they let you in, right? <laughs> nope, period, forced, period, like rugby, period. We entered through the back door of the Capitol. The news only shows what happened at the front of it. So just like going out of their way to fuck themselves over, over and over and over again, just across the board. And like, this is the, this is why to, to take it into a broader conversation that we've already had before. And I don't, it's what, I'm not that superstitious of a person, but I don't even want to like jinx myself by talking about this. But like all this shit that we're talking about right now is like why I, why I can't worry too much about the threat that this particular group of people pose to American society. I don't want to be flipping about it because they could certainly show up and kill way too many people. One person's too many. Like, don't don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying, like, the idea that they will actually put together and successfully launch a, any kind of revolution or coup or whatever that actually works is just completely out of the realm of possibility to me because, I mean, just look at them, dude. They don't... They don't know what they're doing. They don't even know how much they don't know about what they're doing. That's like the whole, I'm just not, I'm not generally frightened of, of them overall because of this. Uh, well, I'm more frightened of stupid people, not less, but I know what you're saying. Like, these people are not organized, but, but I'm not the first person to make this point, but like these are low-hanging fruit people, right? And uh, right. Some, some people who cover like... Um, you know, radical right wing, you know, radicals and uh, uh, online disinformation and organizing and all that kind of shit. Making this point that like the people you're seeing rolled up have been seeing rolled up so far. The people we're making fun of, um, like and, and Marcy Wheeler, uh, who's a writer I read sometimes, wrote wrote this is the headline. She wrote, uh, "Opsec shaming misses the terrorists for the forest of bozos they hid behind." Now we're talking about the forest of bozos, and God and God, I love talking about the forest of bozos. But yeah. um, today, what has started happening, like like for example. 
the FBS doesn't caught whoever um, planted the uh, IEDs. Somebody planted a couple bombs around DC that day. And the only picture that's gone viral is a guy wearing a mask and wearing a ho oh, with a hood up. So that's all we know about that guy, for example. And that guy was actively trying to kill a decent number of people, right? Um, right. Today, the FBI started rolling up some of the more organized uh, coup people. Like, uh, here's a quote from the Washington Post article. Self-styled militia members from Virginia, Ohio, and other states made plans to storm the U.S. Capitol days in advance of the attack, then communicated in real time as they breached the building on opposite sides and talked about hunting for lawmakers. According to these, these, doc, these isn't, this isn't conviction, of course. It's just a document filed in uh, uh, arrest warrant affidavit. But they started arresting like three percenters and uh, oath keepers who were organized. Those were just 30, 40 that committed the trip to the Capitol. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, we said at the opening of this segment that like some of this is kind of confirmation bias or whatever, because, of course, these are going to be the first people who get caught. The people yep. who make it the easiest to catch them are going to be the first ones that get caught. Yeah. So, yes, what like happens moving forward with these more you know serious threats or whatever is what is what matters but at the end of the day i don't know especially on the, i don't know you know what i'm gonna shut up because hell the inauguration's tomorrow and i just don't want to famous last words myself or anything but what do you um how do you think that's gonna play are you worried about tomorrow at all what the threat they pose like what's gonna what's gonna happen tomorrow well, do you think so i gather a big problem is that like um security clearance protocols have not been updated for the internet age so no one's checking out troops social media to see what groups they're in and what they're posting and shit. and so they did that for the um uh inaugural security and they found they they they, they removed two guys i think from the uh D the national guard detail for stuff they post on social media um i'm not talking about just like just like you know, digging out people who voted for Trump or whatever. That's that's totally their right to vote, you know, however they want to vote. But it's people who have posted like threatening stuff on social media. Because if a handful of guys with a with you know M fours within shooting distance of the president and vice president tomorrow, it's it's a day that's you know yeah. not good. <laughs> don't you think I'm and I, I'm talking out of my ass because I've got a lot of friends who have served, but I never served. I don't know. But I but I have the general sense that like we've been talking this whole time about the entitlement these people had of just being like it completely out of the realm of possibility that they would face any kind of repercussions for what they were doing. You know? Yeah. I feel like a huge part of being in the military and going through the process of joining the military and being in the services, knowing the opposite of that is true. Do you know what I mean? Like ac accountability and consequences and repercussions for your actions is kind of a huge thing in the military. And so it just, I feel like they would be less inclined to think that they could just do while on duty. I mean, I know some of the people at the, some of the people at the Capitol on the six were, you know, veterans. I'm not saying that they're infallible, but I'm saying like being on duty while they're there, um, I don't know. They they would have to. I think they would have to view any kind of action like that as a suicide mission in their own head because there's not going to be any aspect of them that thinks like I'm gonna be hailed as a hero and get away with this if I try some shit. I no, think. no. But I mean, did John Wilkes Booth considered himself a hero of the story too? Right. Like that's the right. The, this is it. Only takes one or two yeah. of them. You know. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, um, I mean. For sure. John John Hinckley impressed the hell out of Jodie Foster. You know, it was a tremendous success. Right. Um, but the, uh, I mean, I would say that, so the, the 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 crowd of bozos, like, those are so ridiculous. They bought round-trip tickets to overthrow the government. 
That's how fucking stupid they were. Like they were, they were surprised they couldn't fly home. They were planning to fly home the whole time. If you successfully overthrow the government, you have to stay to run it, stupid. <laughs> so, but the guys who are willing to die for it, those are the truly frightening ones. Yeah, right, those, for sure. Those are the yeah. ones who would, you know, just open fire at the stage, and then like whatever happens next happens next. I mean, the, you know. So, I don't know. Let's try to take Let's it. Let's look- inaugurations happening. Yes, let's please make the apparently bold assumption that Biden will actually be inaugurated tomorrow and Mm -hmm. um, talk about why that's good. You know, if barring a crazy dipshit revolution actually coming through tomorrow, it marks the end of an error in American history. Trump will be out, Biden will be in, and there's plenty of reasons to be excited about that. But some of them are actually concrete. um, God damn it. Uh, oh, what's the word, Mark? What's the tangible? Thank you, yeah. thank you, thank you, brain. Concrete, Concrete tangible. tangible reasons to be excited and happy about the forthcoming administration. Right? There's things they've already said that they are gonna yeah. do that we should all be happy about. Yeah. Um, so uh, I wanted to do this because I'm going to spend the next uh, four to eight years shitting all over Joe Biden. So I'm going to do <laughs> yes, which is your right as an American. That's my obligation as an American, right? Absolutely. Uh, uh, to yell at them when I think they're not doing right, right? That's yeah. what democracy is all about. Um, so uh, day one, we're joining the Paris Climate Accords, which they got to find $3 billion to catch up on dues and also bring you got bring us in line with them, but rejoining is a first step. Um, Biden's killing the Keystone Pipeline, which uh, he, not even Obama would do. Um, he, his immigration proposal, people, people had like waffled on stuff but the the, uh, the biden team met with some immigration activists um uh, uh uh last week and they came out of the meeting super excited about his proposals which include like legalizing 11 million uh undocumented immigrants um the first bill congress is going to try to pass is to try to update uh you know america's commitment to democracy making like early voting mandatory for 15 days prior to every federal election which you know was every two years um, and it, there's lots of cool, lots of good stuff that would make us live in a healthier society that uh, is uh, that is in the immediate future, hopefully, and uh, assuming that uh, Joe Manchin will relent and uh, uh, help abolish the filibuster or that some Republicans who were just tired of everything being so bad all the time will, will compromise on a few votes. But right. some of those are executive orders. They don't have any, the Congress doesn't have to do anything. Um, so that's right. Great. Well, like you said, you know, hopefully I don't. I don't want to bring this segment down because I'm also thrilled that Trump's not going to be the president anymore. Don't get me wrong. And I'm hopeful for the future. But just like, uh, you know, I think you're talking about how he's going to end the Keystone Pipeline day one. Is that uh, statement, is that different than Obama declaring the same thing about Guantanamo Bay? Because I remember that it was like day one, Guantanamo Bay. It's getting closed down. And then needed, that um, obviously didn't happen. Is there something that makes this different, like other than just like a promise? I'm not automatically assuming he won't do it. I'm just asking, is it more set in stone than just a thing that has been said will happen? Well, he can do this by himself because I think it's you just stop issuing permits as okay. a federal government. With Guantanamo, there was a um, Congress, we don't actually close that Congress would have had to eliminate its funding which Congress wouldn't do. And then also like they didn't have anything to do with the people that were there. The countries, right. the countries that they had been kidnapped from didn't want them back. And uh, mainland prisons wouldn't take them. 
because they didn't want terrorists being in New York or Florida or whatever. Right. So it was a real, they like, it's one of those things where like, if those guys had just been killed in combat, it would have been simpler for everyone involved because they didn't have any, they didn't have anything to do with these dudes who were still alive, just existing in this purgatory over there. Yeah. So, yes, a lot of things for us to be excited about and hopeful for with the uh, Biden presidency. But again, that is assuming that Joe Biden actually gets inaugurated tomorrow. And Mark, let's move into your Q report. Not everybody's convinced that that's what's going to happen tomorrow, right? Well, so today is a big day in in, uh, in Q uh, lore. Uh, today is National Popcorn Day, which it is National Popcorn Day. Uh, <laughs> so enjoy some popcorn in honor of national popcorn day later but also they take it to be a coded message about get your popcorn the show's about to happen this is when the democrats are being rounded up from from who like coded message from who who from from, from, from trump via q so trump declared january 19th national popcorn day like pre in the past couple years and did that as a coded message to send to them that get your popcorn ready yeah so to, to 2018 okay. somebody involved with the federal government tweet out just it was an acknowledgement that according you know every day is national something day national oh uh, yeah day, yes national cake day whatever donut day that's a good one yeah yeah talk like a pirate day yeah uh may the fourth is star wars day right so everything every day is a day <laughs> so uh so today today january 19th is uh national popcorn day and uh Somebody tweeted out an acknowledgement of such a couple years ago, and they took it to be a coded message to get your popcorn. The show's about to start. So, um, which, of course, conveniently, today is the next to last day Trump could ever do anything. So, right. if not right. now, when? <laughs> so, they, and I know, I know I'm trying to like make sense of the senseless or whatever, but I'm so, so it became National Popcorn Day in 2018, and they said then that the message was about three years later national popcorn day like in 2018 they were like what this means is on national popcorn day in 2021 that's the real one 18 19 and 20 that's just about popcorn everybody enjoy your popcorn everybody loves popcorn but 2021 national popcorn day that's a whole other thing like that's that's the theory (laughs) i think it's kind of how linus goes out every year and waits for the great pumpkin (laughs) right right uh, I, I, I think it's just every day they, they get excited, every year they get excited and then nothing happens. Or maybe something happens and we just not privy to it. I don't know. Um, that's the, that's the, do you think, like, do you think, like you said, every day is a day. Do you think they sit around somewhere in the White House and they're like, oh, it's January 19th. You know what? January 19th doesn't have a day yet. And you think they just bandy it around. They're like, how about popcorns? Popcorn have a day? Let's go with popcorn. Or Mark, do you think big popcorn swoops in fucking big orville mr redenbacher himself his lobbyists swoop in and say we demand a day and then they have to find a day for big popcorn to be assuaged so they don't face the wrath of the unpopped masses uh i think i mean corn does have a very powerful lobby that's why yeah, is, in, yes, in everything you're right so i'm assuming that's true that congressman from iowa just got put in some bill to proclaim someday national popcorn day so everyone would eat a little more popcorn right because his district produces the most corn yeah. used for popping in yeah. the in the country so yeah they deserve to be recognized thank you iowa we appreciate the popcorn <laughs> uh all right what what else are they saying that's not their only theory they got plenty of theories mark they can explain all this away what else what else are they talking about 
this is a sovereign city, sovereign citizen adjacent theory where, um, so, uh, sovereign citizens are a crazy group. Um, uh, yeah. So they think Biden can't become the 46th president because Trump will become the 19th president. You see, and, uh, after the 18th president, uh, they put orange, uh, yellow, uh, uh, frills on the flag. So that means we stopped being American and started to be owned by four corporations. It doesn't make any sense. There's no use getting too deep into it. It's ridiculous. Um, but if you want, <laughs> yeah, but they think he's going to be, Biden won't be 46 because Trump's going to be 19. Um, uh, but these are, these are the people that the sovereign citizen people, they're the ones that say that they think they can just say, they can just declare I'm a sovereign citizen, which means I'm not an American citizen, which means I'm not subject to your laws and yeah. regulations. Like I can just say, no, that don't apply to me because yeah. uh, I'm a sovereign citizen. That's their yeah. whole thing. It yeah. has to do with some shit like income taxes being unconstitutional, actually, if you read about it, Trey. And then uh, also like if you uh, like because government databases have your name in all caps. So if you look at your birth certificate, it usually say it'll say Trey Crowder in all caps, but you don't you're not Trey Crowder in all caps. You're Trey, you're you're only your first letters are capitalized. Therefore, that's not technically you, and you are not a citizen of the United States. You, you got them on a technicality. You'll go speaking, to you'll go to jail to try to say this. Speaking shit. of imposters, people posing as other people, tell us about this other theory. They got what the what I like to call the face-off theory, one of my favorite movies from the 90s, that yeah. Q has Q has figured out what's really going on, and it's a uh, plot from a Nicolas Cage movie from 1997 or thereabouts. Yeah, so uh, this is being this is being passed around uh, 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 one of the, you know, our Donald subreddits or whatever, but here's a, here's a, here's a very popular meme that's being passed around right-wing media. Uh, Joe Biden has been arrested. Deep State is in disarray and has struck a deal with the Trump administration. There will be an experimental surgery that will exchange the faces of Biden and Trump. So when you watch Biden's inauguration, you'll be really be watching Trump being sworn in for his second term. And when you're watching the Trump trials, that is really Biden paying for his crime. So Biden with Trump's face will actually be who's impeached. That's important to remember. Yeah. Also, when Trump, as Biden stammers or slurs his words, that's because Trump right. is learning to duplicate his speech patterns. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So yes, that last part, it's, I gotta, I don't know. I almost have to give it up to the amount of thought they put into this because like they had, they had to consider the fact that like, oh, but Biden, he stumbles with his words. Sometimes he slurs his words and he says, you know, he has gaffes and whatnot. Obviously our Lord and savior, Donald Trump would never do that. Right. Like he can't, he's infallible. He wouldn't do that. But Biden does that even though he's Trump with a Biden mask on. So why would oh right he's doing that to help make the he's 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 uh you know a, uh, acquainting himself with the biden speech process and every now and then there's some hiccups in there like the yeah. fact that they the fact that something so patently ludicrous that the person who like came up with that that they also thought down to that you know, that level of like, oh, well, we have to explain away the Biden speech gaffes. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. these people's brains are wild, y'all. They're wild the way they work to me. Like They're very ordered in how disordered they are. Right. Uh, exactly. Yes. Yes. Um, so that's one theory. But they basically you can basically divide them into two different camps. They have the, the camp that trusts Trump and whatever happens is all part of Trump's plan inherently. And then you got the people who are like, we got to do shit for themselves. Like, some, uh, we got to shit for ourselves. Like, there's a bunch of people who are like trying to figure out if they could impersonate National Guardsmen at the inauguration tomorrow. I doubt they follow through with it. But I'm sure the FBI has noticed that by now. 
Um, there's people pretending to be General Hyten, who's the vice chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and the commander of the Air Force. Uh, somebody pretending to be him started a Telegram channel is trying to get people fired up, and he's already got 114,000 subscribers this by this morning, so I bet you there's over 250 by now. Um, people pretending to be Pompeo, getting people organized. Um, one of the questions going around is why Biden has not been arrested for treason yet. And some, well, actually, people are like, well, the treason doesn't happen until he officially takes the oath. So once he officially takes the oath as president to fraudulently assume the office of president, then this trap right. is sprung and Trump is won. <laughs> right. Yes. So um, only once he's been sworn in, then will the true patriots swoop in, take him to jail, install Trump as a dictator, and make sure all's right in the world. That's been the plan the whole time. Yeah. Um, so uh, listen, uh, y'all hit us with some uh, comments and questions and whatnot. As I mentioned last time, I don't envy producer Matt in this process. They do fly by very quickly. So Matt, give us what you can, buddy. And y'all let us know how you're feeling about tomorrow. You feeling generally hopeful? You worried? How you feeling about what's going on uh, in the country right now, and especially where the inauguration is concerned? I uh, wanted to ask you, Mark, yeah. while we're waiting on that, uh, about Trump being convicted, even at, like at this point, he's there's no possible way that's happening, you know, tonight. But <laughs> Biden is getting inaugurated tomorrow, which I, that's what I've been saying the whole time. There's no way it was going to happen before today. But like, there's a lot of arguments for the idea that it should still happen, regard even though he's out of office starting tomorrow, they should still follow through with it, which I think they should. But do you think they will? I mean, like you, first of all, you fucking, you have to, because if you don't, right. if you don't punish someone for trying to stay in yeah. office past their term, the president's been, the precedent has been established. You just try to do a coup. And if it fails, you just get to go live the rest of your life. Right. Right. No, I, I know, but I don't, I don't think the question is anybody like the concern is the, you know, the Republicans in power. That we they have to they have to go along with it, and I know there's been reports of like more and more of them are considering it or whatever, but like of course I agree with you. Like yes, you have to. You can't just let that stand. But that doesn't that logic doesn't apply to them, in, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Like that has nothing to do with how they look at it. So I'm just talking about the actual expectation for whether or not they'll you know stand up and do the right thing. Sure. Trump's approval rating is the lowest of his, uh, you know, administ uh, of his term, which is, you know, finally people are turning a little bit. It's down to like 29, 30%. So his solid 40% has been broken. Um, and I don't really, I mean, they're all going to go with whatever their own, like, I, I don't have any like faith that any of them are not going to be self-interested cowards. It just depends right. on what, where the winds are blowing and how many emergency right. states and how many of them just see it as like in their in their long term interest to like try to break this Trump fever so they can get get the donations rolling back in and uh, all that? Like McConnell is like looking at. I mean, if you believe all these corporations that they cut off funding to Republicans who um who, who backed uh, uh you know the, the the riots on the sixth that caused them or aren't standing up for democracy, then they're they're taking a big hit to their wallets and they that they need to win elections so. It could be, and McConnell could see it in his interest to whip up votes to make it a uniform bipartisan impeachment. Uh, that way, everyone will have cover. You can't, you can't uh, issue death threats against all fifty Senate Republicans. You know, so. Um. Yeah, I don't know. You know, we'll uh, we'll see what happens. Matt has sent us a 
comment here in the chat said this is the first comment and i'm assuming it's related to this link was the parlor website partially returns with support from russian owned technology firm which yes everybody you know parlor got knocked off the internet basically uh they got deplatformed by apple and um amazon and all that and now they've come back they found a way to come back and it's through russia russian servers or however the hell you put that appropriately russia has put them back on the internet basically so nothing to worry about there for true patriots on that side of things you know russia's on the up and up they're not going to use any of your information or do anything below board with uh, your actions on there they just want you to be able to speak freely in this country that's what russia yeah. wants that's why they're doing it give please please give social security and credit yes. card number to Yes, simply input social security number to return to the parlor homepage. Everything will be uh, fine. Fight the, fight the power. That's what they say. I will, uh, I will not steal credit card information to buy one potato for family. <laughs> doing, doing this voice has reminded me there was another thing we didn't mention in the Q world, and it's the theory that Melania's jackets are coded. One of them like vaguely looks like TV static or something, and they're like, that's Melania sending yeah. it. So Melania's in there, it's like, do you think code sends the right message? And by message, I mean coded message to internet conspiracy theorists yeah. to make sure that it's appropriate message that so, code sends. <laughs> yeah, so the one thing that's happening in Cure World today, because tomorrow's tomorrow's got to be the storm because it's the last day of, you know, it's when the, the trap's being strong, it's sprung, Biden's done trees and yada, yada, yada. So what's supposedly going to happen is all of them have bought ham radios because Trump's going to shut down telecommunications so all of his opponents have radio blackouts so, but while the military is conducting their ops to round up all the Democrats for execution. Sure. So yeah. They need the ham radios to be able to communicate in support of Trump while he's doing that. And so the only real form of information would get us through the emergency broadcast system or the global broadcast system, which, of course, is that famous static noise. Right. Yes. Right. So Melania wore a wool coat today that looks like right. test pattern static. TV static. Yes. Yeah. The classic static pattern so except that's not what the coat was it's just like yeah. garbled black and white thread or whatever so yeah. people said it's the static pattern it's a gray coat <laughs> yeah yeah so, it is a nice coat therefore it's proof that it's a uh, trump's announcing he's going to use the global broadcast system to launch the storm and everyone's fucked so get a hand well, radio for tomorrow guys. I, I, yeah radio. i hate to hear that man uh kathleen delora says but Lindsay says the gop will lose one third of their supporters if they go after trump lose them to how win. do that right they right right like they people the lesson here is that republicans are going to vote republican no matter what no matter what happens same for people on the left the democrats and it's just a matter of nobody's persuadable nobody's going anywhere nobody who thinks that democrats are trying to take their gun is going to switch to voting for biden in 2024 because the senate turned on trump in, in 2020 it, it doesn't 2021 doesn't make any sense so i don't i don't believe lindsey graham although i'm sure he'd rather impeachment just go away so he can pretend like the last four years didn't happen i mean i think they're better off you know what the hell do i know and obviously i'm on the other side of the fence anyway but i think they're better off like amputating that rotten leg as quickly as they can as far as i'm concerned like because yeah there I, there will be some fallout i think from distancing yourself from trump but you should just go ahead and get that shit over with because like you can already see the ramifications of not doing it right the presidential election and then the georgia runoffs and all of that you know like just get it done and put it behind you and try to move on in in whatever direction the gop chooses but if you if you like remain 
willingly beholden to Trump because you're afraid of what will happen if you don't, it's just going to make it much worse for them all the way around, I, th I think. Uh, who knows what they'll actually do, but yeah, I think it would actually be wise of them to just, you know, rip the Band-Aid off and move on. Jason Ruderman says, smart Mark is all over the insane QAnon conspiracies. Bravo. He does. He eats it up. He loves it. He's all over it. It's the best show on TV, baby. Uh, <laughs> God, it's got so many interesting characters. Uh, yeah. It, it, it's Everything's fucking wild. I don't know. <laughs> Everything is fucking wild. Well, do you think what I just said makes sense, or you disagree with me, or what? Like, do you think, what do you think about the smart play if you were a Republican strategist? I, I mean, he's never been weaker, right? So if you're not going right. to move on now to to save yourselves, then I'm not sure when you would. Because they remember, remember at the end the, for the entire movie training day, Denzel's character feels all powerful. Then at the end, if he gets his ass kicked and everyone turns their back on him and sort of walks away from him, right? Just sort of feels like he does that whole King Kong and got nothing on speech, and everybody's like, "Yeah, fuck off!" You know, you don't you don't have any power over us anymore. It feels they never like liked him to begin with. That's he's, a phenomenal he's reference, Mark. That's a fucking it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Movie great roles. movie. He, he he's lost. He has no power. I mean, all he has is his weirdest supporters. The fever semi broke after January sixth. Um, funding's been cut off. Everybody, if you don't excise this tumor. It just feels like, what do you have to lose at this point? You know, nobody's up for election for two years at least. Lindsey Graham led up for six. McConnell's led up for six. McConnell's going to die before he run before he gets out voted out of office. So I don't see the point in hanging on. Yeah, man. No, that's what I think too. But again, who knows what they'll actually do? But yeah, rip that shit off. You know, I'm surgical with this bitch, Jake. Training day. Good movie. Uh, <laughs> oh, what else we got over here? Um, People, people generally agreeing with us, saying, "Yeah, they need to get, they need to take care of it while they can." Schultz one hundred says, "What movie is this?" Denzel Washington, yes, Denzel Washington and Ethan Hawke in Anton Fuqua's Training Day, nineteen ninety eight. Check it out. Matthew Sutherland says, thirty four percent final approval rating, his lowest." I saw this scrolling through Twitter earlier, and I didn't like fact check it because you know, fucking Twitter, who does that? Uh, but the thing is said when when uh, at Bush's. George W. Bush's lowest point, his approval rating was like twenty percent. Is that is that true? Is that accurate? That sounds low. I know uh, it does sound. I agree. It sounds. I even thought well, I, was, I was like, that sounds low. But like I said, I didn't verify it. But I'm I'm wondering because you know, yes, thirty four Trump's lowest, and you want to be encouraged by that. But there's always a shitty flip side if it's not that bad compared to other unpopular presidents which i you know i don't know and there's no way for me to find out i can't look anything up or anything i mean bush so. was bush was historically <laughs> unpopular and i did i right. saw another poll that had trump's approval at 29 percent. so it's 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 much lower than it has been over the course of his but no matter what it's lower than it has been so if you can't turn on a guy <laughs> right that only three out of ten people remotely support then what are you doing According to Google, the lowest approval rating for George W. Bush that he ever reached was 25. Hmm. So, I mean, yeah, you know, that's still... And the whole party turned on Bush immediately. Right. Um, yeah, but he just didn't have... None of them have ever had this, like, fucking cult of personality thing going on that Donald Trump has. Like, I get... From their perspective, I get why they're afraid of it. I just think that it's short-sighted. Like, you're not... It's not a winning proposition, I don't think, long term to continue to try to curry favor with him. So, like, you're going to have to do something about it. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, this, they, they, I, 
can you get 17 senators they who like maybe five of them up for election in two years and just think it'd be good for them because they're in swing states maybe four or five think it's for the good of the country and you need like another seven who have some cynical motive i can't figure out <laughs> i mean yeah. the, the ones who want to the ones who want to want to run for president in 2024 it seems like a pretty clear lane to be like i'm not trump you know plus i make it impossible for trump to run in 2024 yeah well all right we're just about there just about the hour mark and mark the next time we see each other in this capacity anyway donald trump will no longer be the president of the united states unless QAnon is correct right has that really set in for you it's wild it's yeah. wild this is the last night this is the last night our long national nightmare is hopefully maybe fake lord willing at an end that's only, crazy only only a half million of us didn't live through it because of it right so. right <laughs> But yeah, tomorrow, but tomorrow when you're to toast the inauguration, toast to that half million who'd be alive if uh, seventy thousand people had stayed home in 2016. Yeah. So thank you all for joining us on the last night of Donald Trump's presidency. We'll see you on the next edition of Evening Skews in Joe Biden's America. We'll see how that's going. Thank y'all. Love you. Say goodbye. Well, shit. Hello there, everybody. It's a new day. Today is Thursday, January 21st, 2021. I'm Trey Crowder. That's Mark Agee. The president is Joseph Biden. Mark, how you feeling? Uh, great, man. I enjoyed yesterday. Uh, I did you, did you? I felt a little corny for a little while, and I let myself feel that way. Did you? Uh, were you corny at all? Well, what do you mean? What What did you do that was corny? Man, Garth said to sing along, and I uh, didn't at first. I thought it was ridiculous. Then I was fucking singing, man. I was singing Amazing Grace with Garth Brooks and I guess probably a couple other million people. It was, it was nice. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Matt found this meme, which is was, <laughs> true, yeah, to true to his roots. Garth Brooks showed up in boots to a black tie fair. Yeah, he did. Garth keeping it real up there yesterday. I, I will answer your question about being corny, but first I want to ask, like, Garth, what do you like the – what do you think the the you ha, like people are going to lash out at Garth over this, right? Like this yeah. is a good like even though, you know, Garth has done stuff like this in the past, past, but there's plenty of people on Garth's Facebook page canceling it. Garth's getting canceled by a lot of Garth fans yeah. over here, but dude, they can't they can't cancel Garth. They it, Garth is in their hearts. There's nothing they can do about it. They're still going to Even if they cancel Garth, Garth we even that gets with uh, 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 Garth, we still got Chris Gaines. So, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, Chris Gaines is definitely the more liberal seeming of the <laughs> of the Garth person. Yeah, he's got he's got he's got a, he's got a liberal haircut, most definitely. I, the uh, I, I will say that I mean, because he, he Garth's a Republican, and people asked him why he was doing it. He was like, oh, well, it's the time for you know Biden's theme is unity, and he, yeah, I think that's probably why everyone's sitting at home to sing together too. It's like a, it's a time to like, I mean, like this stuff is. This stuff's supposed to be corny. It's pomp and circumstance. It's a it's a ritual. It's like you don't have to wear a hat and gown to get a college diploma. It just makes you feel cool to walk to slow motion to like an old timey march, you know. So, yeah, I, I think Garth Brooks was a perfect choice for this moment, just because of this whole attempt Biden's making at unity and whatnot. You know what I mean? Like it's like uh, it's a savvy choice to have the most commercially successful mainstream country music artist of the past three decades or ever. You can say all the time. Stage. I think, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I'll, yeah, being on stage during your inauguration and, and saying a little bit. So I, I think it was a good move. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love that the people, the quickest to cancel people, the people that think that cancel culture is a huge problem. It's so fucking funny to me. Right, exactly. Yeah, no, we're, <laughs> we're the snowflakes. So they're overly sensitive, and they're the ones that flip the fuck out over anything that even remotely goes against, you know, their entire worldview at large. But now, yes, if I was corny yesterday, yeah, I kept doing the, what happened to me yesterday is I kept having that thing where like, you ever have that thing where you kind of just out of note, you're just going about your life and you re remember something that's good. Do you know what I mean? Like you're just like, while you're washing the dishes or something and you're like, Oh shit, the new Batman movie comes out tomorrow night. That's awesome. Right. And then you're happy then for a little while. Like, that's what kept happening to me all day yesterday. Like even have, after having watched the inauguration and everything, still I just go back to my life and every now and then it would just pop into my head like, oh shit, Donald Trump's not the president anymore. That's yeah. cool. And so that's how it played out for me. Yeah. I mean, like really it's like it's about art, like because it's like, the thing about being left wing is like we're annoying because we're always fact checking shit about the evils of history, right? Which is, what, which is why we suck and we don't know fun parties. But like, so I'd be like, <laughs> You'd be watching like like uh, Lady Gaga turns the flag and go, and the flag was still there during the national anthem, which of course is a reference to the 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 uh, you know the storming of the Capitol on the sixth. And then, but then you remember like the Francis Scott Key wrote about the flag being still being there and it, during the War of eighteen twelve, which is the last time the Capitol got sacked. And you're like, oh, that's a poignant moment. But you're like, oh, Francis Scott Key was a horrible racist. So I started fucking being mad at myself for feeling for feeling. <laughs> <by that. laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. But the line still slaps, though, you know, yeah, despite that. It's a good line. <laughs> it's a good just, line. Just don't, just don't, nobody sings the third verse of the song about how slavery rocks. So we get that happen and go with the rest of the song. All right. So <laughs> welcome to the show, everybody. <laughs> Producer Matt with us as always. This is Evening Skews. Got a great show for you tonight. We're going to talk about the inauguration. We're going to talk about the efforts Biden took immediately to undo some of the more egregious examples of Trump's dumbassery. And uh, weirdly, not everybody's been thrilled with everything that's happened so far. So we're going to get into some of the backlash too. So that'll be fun. And a lot more to talk about. It's going to be a good time. But first, as always, the Daily Dumbass. Matt, graphic. <clears throat> not to do a complete 180 here or anything but unfortunately tonight's daily dumbass is all of us who have been celebrating this past day and a half who've been uh, enjoying it a little too much why are we dumbasses well because it's already about to come to an end it's already it's already uh, about to close and if you don't know what i mean here's georgia congresswoman marjorie taylor green Telling you what I mean. Matt, play it. Articles of impeachment on President Joe Biden. We'll see how this goes. Well, there you have it, Mark. There Fuck, you have man. It. I know. It's what like are we, we going to do? Biden got William Henry Harrison. Harrison only got 30 days. Biden's going to get like a, a eight. So RIP to Joe Biden's political career. Uh, I like how she kind of almost acknowledges herself the idiocy of it at the end of it. Like, I feel like... I'm sure she didn't intend this, but I feel like the way she said, we'll see how this goes, is like, like that's the way I say it after I try to fix a, le a leak in the sink or something, and I tell Katie to turn the water back on, it's like, yeah, we'll see how this goes. In my head, I'm like, there's no fucking way this is actually going to work, but we'll see. Yeah. 
Like she said, we'll see how this goes. Like with the tone you'd say about announcing to your family you're going to marriage counseling after one of you stabbed the other one. Uh, like, she's doing it from the basement too. She's in the, she's in some sort of brick basement. They won't even let her in the real Capitol because she sucks so hard. Uh, this lady is this lady is terrible. Uh, they got to kick her out of Congress. She's something else. Yeah. Yes, uh, senior Georgia correspondent Corey Ryan Forster. This is his Congresswoman. This is who represents Corey Forster in uh, in mm -hmm. Congress. And yeah. She's pretty wild, Mark. She's said a lot of wild shit, hasn't she? Yeah. Yeah, they keep digging up new Facebook posts where she said 9-11 was an inside job. I think that's an old one. Sandy Hook was staged. Uh, this week it came out that she said that um, basically Nancy Pelosi requests a school shooting anytime she needs one to happen for I'm not sure what because we never get any gun control. So I'm not sure what the point of the, the, the point of this is it, it, it sets the ground to take people's guns, but nobody ever takes anybody's guns, so I'm not sure what the fucking plan is. Just to kill kids. Nancy Pelosi loves killing kids. Um, well, uh, on the note of nobody ever taking anybody's guns, we've got an honorable mention for you on the Daily Dumbass, which is anybody who uh, who thought that it was possible for Congress people to write laws without being strapped to the gills. That just would be un-American, right? Yeah, there's still... Uh, uh, throw that screen grab up there, man, if you got it. They're still skipping the metal detector. They're paying $5,000 a pop to go around the metal detector and just set it off and keep going. And this one was funny. Um, uh, <laughs> a bunch of them have been uh, fighting this battle. But this one dude, Andy Harris from Maryland, had a gun on him. Tried to pass it off to an assistant, but his assistant wouldn't take it because he said he doesn't have a license. So he did literally tried to like do the thing rappers do. We try to get your uh, one of your members of your entourage to take your gun. guy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got it's the reason you have a weed guy, and a gun guy in your entourage. Right. If I can take the jail time for you. Uh, yeah, so they're doing that. That's what that's what uh, that's their biggest agenda item right now is making sure they can carry guns into the Capitol, which they all ran away like cowards when they got invaded two weeks ago. So I'm not sure what the fuck they're going to do with it. Um, yeah, what um. Also, the fact that what everybody's saying, they, they're going to get $5,000. They're going to get fined $5,000 every time this happens, right? And I think it's five the first. And yeah, they keep doing five the first, it. Five the first time and 10 the second. Uh, right. Uh, and yet and they it, keep it doing it. It's coming out of their actual paycheck. Pelosi made it clear she's taking it out of their paycheck. So it's not something they can cover with campaign money. Okay. So, well, you know what? Actually, because that's what I was about to bring up is like, you can tell, like, look at this, the actual salary of Congress people versus the, you know, yeah, willingness to do something like this. But I mean, I guess what I mean, they're still getting money from somewhere else regardless. But either way, I'm just saying, like, it's clear that, you know, not the common people. <laughs> there. I mean, like, you don't have to worry about a $10,000 fine for bringing your gun into Congress that you're not going to use. You would never I use. Think I think they make 170, so they can literally only do this 17 times before they're in the negative. Right. <laughs> so it would be interesting. I mean, some of them are personally wealthy uh, regardless and don't need their salary, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh -huh. All right. No, uh, another honorable mention on the Daily Dumbass tonight. Anybody out there who thought that Fauci couldn't roast? He's got bars, everybody. Play it, Matt. Play the clip. One of the new things in this administration is if you don't know the answer, don't guess. <laughs> Just say you don't know the answer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, he, he did it. He did it to him, Mark. <laughs> Fauci's unleashed, baby. He's off the chain. Fauci after dark. Fauci after dark. That's right. Oh, yeah. Uh, nah, man. It's like, this is like, I mean, he feels loose because like, he can be honest because he's not a 
for, he doesn't feel the need to couch everything in a way that keeps him from I'm not sure Trump ever could have fired him, but it would Trump could have made his life unpleasant and not taken his advice more than he already didn't take it. Um, so that was the problem <laughs> right. there. Right. But uh, it's cool because he feels like he can actually be honest with his advice and not get shit on or ignored. And which uh, uh, Matt has another clip that illustrates this. In fact, you're one of the few holdovers from the previous administration, this current one. What has been your experience with this new team? And in your view, what would have been different in terms of the trajectory of this outbreak from the start had a team like this been in place at the beginning? Well, I can tell you my, my impression of, of, of what's going on right now. The team, I don't, I don't know if I can extrapolate other things, but one of the things that was very clear as recently as about 15 minutes ago, when I was with the president, is that one of the things that we're gonna do is to be completely transparent, open, and honest. If things go wrong, not point fingers, but to correct them and to make everything we do be based on science and evidence. I mean, that was literally a conversation I had 15 minutes ago with the president. And he has said that multiple times. That you, uh, looking back on, on your comments of the last 10 or 12 months, would like to now, with that sort of license, to, to, to amend or clarify? No, I mean, I, I always said everything on the base. That's why I got in trouble sometimes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Imagine that. You're going to base, base things on actual science and not lie and also tell us what's actually going on. Because on this note, another thing that came out today is apparently the Biden administration has gotten in there and found out that there is literally no Trump administration plan for the vaccination rollout, or at least that's the way they've represented. I think Fauci actually says like, well, no, I mean, we've given administration or we've given vaccinations, but still they uh not a lot to work with over there seems like it wasn't a high priority for them in the previous got, administration uh, especially after they lost the election i mean they got they got caught lying right. last week that like they had promised 40 million doses of a vaccine that didn't exist they they, they they said there was a vaccines pile and there just wasn't nobody they just all went to the beach i guess after november 3rd um well i mean it's like you said like especially after they lost like is anybody surprised that there really hasn't been anything else going on in the Trump administration since the election other than attempting to reverse the results of it and also give out some pardons. Uh, but yeah, I mean, also, it's not surprising. Yeah. They also executed a shit ton of people. And uh, I think like <laughs> right. they, uh, also that. they killed 15 people in a hurry on the way out the door and uh, 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 pardoned all their buddies. Except for Joe Exotic, uh, which we talked about the other day. Uh, sorry, Joe. Uh, and, yeah, uh, he's pretty upset about it too. He, uh, yeah. Joe Exotic, he tweeted uh, about not getting pardoned. He said it was pretty clear to him that he was too. What do you say? He was too, too gay. No, too gay. I know he said too. Yeah. I know he said too gay. We said innocent. That's what it was. I had to look it up. Joe Exotic said I was too innocent and too gay to get a pardon from this organization so joe falls into the category of people that like uh i i feel bad for for specifically for the amount that no one feels bad for them because he's guilty of everything except the stupid crime they convicted him of how <laughs> <laughs> ah, you think he's gonna yeah. try to get his money back on that limo with the roll cage and the bush guard and everything we we're talking about the other day like that they didn't get to use that that's unfortunate for the limo company i mean obviously he had that before right like he didn't like uh that wasn't a rental 
<laughs> I don't know, dude. I think it could have been. You think about Oklahoma? That's probably it. There it is. Yeah. See, remember yeah. that? Dude, they got yeah. that in stock at the uh, <laughs> Oklahoma stretch limo thing. You don't You don't think Oklahoma kids going to prom in that, Mark? I guarantee you they are. That's more like, that's a very specific kind of redneck. That's the Ed Hardy kind of redneck who rocks shit like that, right? Yeah, right. But yeah. I mean, they're yeah. out there. Yeah. Um, all right. Let, okay. Another uh, daily dumbass on, uh, honorable mention, who I'm sure we've uh, honored before, but I can't remember for sure. And if we haven't, we're long overdue. Senator Ted Cruz, who had this to say, put up the screen grab, Matt, about the uh, Paris Climate Accords. This is what he, so he said, quote, he tweeted, quote, by rejoining the Paris Climate Agreement, President Biden indicates <laughs> he's more interested in the views of the citizens of Paris than in the jobs of the citizens of Pittsburgh. This agreement will do little to affect the climate and will harm the livelihoods of Americans. So, Mark, does he know that it's not, like, like about Paris? It's just, like, he, say, he seems to think the Paris climate, climate Agreement is actually directly related to Parisians and their opinions on climate and how they think we should operate in this country. Yeah, I mean, this is like this is like a like an age old American joke archetype where like all French people are are uh, gay communist cowards. I guess is that how right. like how the the French, the French always lose every war, that, which they did. That's based upon just a, some bad luck in World War Two. French won a lot of wars. Napoleon was a badass. I mean, where people got that. Um, but uh, <laughs> the funny part to me, Ted Cruz knows better than the the, the the Paris Accords were just negotiated at a summit in Paris. Like the Yalta Conference right. was not about Yalta, right? Right. The uh, the Kyoto Treaty was not about Japan. This is like this is the level of stupid. If I show up to place and like, hey everybody, we got Italian food, and I'm like, no food for non Italians, and I leave mad and hungry, right? It's like that's not what the fucking means. <laughs> you can, yeah. It's like Ted Cruz isn't that dumb, but he thinks no, we you're are. right. No, you're right. Yeah, we're making fun of him, but yes, I agree with you completely. He knows that it's not actually about Paris. It's just that kind of like freedom fries trigger pushing, you know, yeah. or trigger pulling that they do. Like he's just, it's a thing he thinks will work if he just says like "fuck Paris, fuck France." People will be like, "Hell yeah!" They don't hit for yeah. me. Um, but yeah, all right. Well, let's get let's get into what actually happened yesterday and what's happened since joseph biden was inaugurated as the 46th president of the united states of america which actually mark kind of came as a shocker to some people out there some people were not ready to deal with this yeah uh this we got a video clip of this one guy who showed up to watch joe biden get executed and was shocked that that didn't happen uh <laughs> yeah. yeah you can play it whenever matt and uh <laughs> It's kind of it's kind of long in parts, but me and Mark are gonna give a little commentary along the way or attempt to. Um, but yeah, this is the guy they found. Uh, do we not have it, Matt? We don't have the. Sorry, about here it. we go. I feel when when Biden is inaugurated at noon today. You're gonna ask me that. I don't believe. I it, this sounds so crazy, and I recognize how crazy this sounds, but I don't believe Joe Biden is going to be sworn in as president today. We met Trump supporter William Weising here in Washington. Him acknowledging that, Mark, is wild. Yeah. He says he's not a QAnon believer, but he <laughs> yeah, does. Like, I know this sounds insane, but I'm not. But here's an insane and the thing. The martial I law thing is the sort of basis conspiracy theory, no? Well, you want to, everybody wants to tag facts as conspiracy theory, so it's just a way of discounting facts. But if he doesn't declare martial law, would that 
prove to you that it by this time tomorrow that it was a conspiracy theory? No, if he doesn't declare martial law, then I will feel like my vote no longer counts in the United States, and that's not a good thing. I, uh, Joe Biden was just sworn in. <laughs> so I met you right here. here in the dark last night. Last night, it was about 3 a.m. You were out here streaming live on YouTube. Do you feel like you've been duped, that you've been tricked, that you've been fooled in some way here? Actually, no. The way I felt was I, when I saw, you know, I was waiting up until a minute that he said, I, Joe Biden, like when he's right, I'm watching him walk up, I'm thinking to myself, my life's about to completely change because I've been saying I'm either a conspiracy theorist or I'm a prophet, you know, kind of like, it's kind of Christian humor, I'm not a prophet, but um, I was just kind of in shock and I thought and I had to reevaluate everything the way my life was going to be now it's so, it's so different than, I, than my expectations and i literally was just kind of walking around like what now do you think maybe the way you're wrong with joe biden being not so right, you can you cut it off now my election yeah. rigging thing no. um yeah the, the, the next guy. thing uh, we have to see it but what he's about to say that the reporter goes well does this make you think maybe you're also wrong about the election being fake and he goes no no that was definitely fraud <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so. but like this, this dude, this dude was wild to me because like, I don't know. I felt like he displayed a level of some amount of self-awareness or however you want to put it that I think is surprising, like to still believe all that shit, like you know, all that stuff. Like we set up top, you know, he's like, I know <laughs> I recognize how fucking insane what I'm about to say sounds but, and then says it anyway, and then the thing that he said that was insane, it didn't happen, so it's not like he has any backup for his earlier insane, you know what I mean, like, if you, if you go up to somebody, like, I know how fucking crazy this sounds, but aliens are gonna invade Earth in the morning, and I'm the only one that knows, and then they do invade, you're like, see, I told you, but the aliens didn't invade in this instance, Mark, like, what he said he knew sounded insane. It didn't happen. And then even after that, he's still sticking to his guns completely while still saying a, a lot of that stuff where he was just like, I was just sitting there thinking, oh, wow, my life's about to change because I've been saying all this wild stuff. And that, like, I don't know. Yeah. This guy's what this guy. I thought this guy was was something else. You want to feel bad for these people, but again, what they were rooting for and expecting was mass executions without any sort of trial of Democrats. <laughs> right. and so it's like, so you're like, okay, they're, they're psychopaths, though. They wanted to see blood run in the streets, <laughs> and uh, they're mad. They're upset they didn't get it, and it kind of fucked with their whole worldview. This guy's a good example because, one, obviously one Big Ten, he thought it was going to think he thought it would happen, didn't happen, but he still held on to the ab absolute rest of his conspiratorial worldview, uh, right? Also, he's right. like he's like a he's like a together dude who managed to put on shoes and shave himself and have a job where he affords money yeah. for Washington and a nice cowboy hat. Like he's right. not he's not some random loser. I know. Well, th that's what I'm saying. I, I don't mean to sound like oh, I'm almost sympathetic for this dude. I don't mean that. I mean like like you just said. He just doesn't at all. He doesn't seem like a fucking lunatic. Like if you don't pay attention to some of the actual things he says, you just listen to him talk and the way that he presents his insane theories. Yeah. He just doesn't seem like a fucking basement dwelling conspiratorial maniac. You know what I mean? And I think that's even like 
scarier, arguably. It's like people that seem otherwise totally sane or normal just buying into to this shit. It's if wild. It's- if it, if, if it wasn't an election year and there weren't ad, uh, political ads on TV, you could sit next to that guy for a whole football game and talk sports at the bar and not have any idea he's a complete fucking lunatic who right. wants to see you executed. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Um, and not me, but I'm not I'm not famous enough to be in the pedophile cabal. But Trey, you have been on Veronica Mars and Bill Mars several times, so you are probably definitely in it. Uh, sorry, buddy. Yeah, you probably. Go. Yeah, I yeah. know. They still haven't actually like I haven't got my invitation yet to the. It's kind of actually a sore subject since you brought it up. I've been trying to yeah, get yeah. to these pedophile vampire parties and whatnot, and I'm just yeah. – the phone ain't ringing, Mark. I don't know what it is. Um, Got to get a better agent. Um, yeah. Do you, do you want to talk a little bit about – this guy's not the only uh, Q adjacent or full-on full on Q believer who was pretty upset by what happened yesterday. It's a lot of that happening. You want to talk about that some? Yeah, there were a bunch of like reporters watching what was happening, Q chats, Telegram channels, and Discord channels, and uh, web uh, discussion forums and stuff. And people, people like, because this is the last moment where Trump could have saved the day, right? So people either fell into a couple of camps. It was like, uh, uh, this is still part of the plan. Some people thought Biden must be uh, involved in Q2. Like he's on Trump's side the whole time. This is all like, like kayfabe or like, like theater. Um, then there were people being like, like 10 or 20% of people were like i lost family over this and this is all bullshit and i'll be like yes come back <laughs> come back to the real world we need as many of you back right. as possible uh and these people's families probably miss them and start tired of talking about pedophiles over thanksgiving dinner um who nobody wants that really right <laughs> right but do you think like um they've had a lot of milestones along the way in the q community of like on this day the Kraken is going to be released or whatever. Like on this day, some wild shit's going to happen. And every single time that's never happened. And they've just continued mm-hmm. to move the goalpost the whole way. Do you think this is, will this just happen again with them or at least like the majority of them? Or is this such a monumental example of that? You know what I mean? Trump having to leave the white house, a new guy coming in that it will actually affect the kind of, spread of this thing and the number of people buying into it or do you think they'll just pivot and keep going uh i think it's one of those things where like when when you're at a party and the 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 amateur partiers leave at 10 then the party gets wilder because all that's left is the hardcore people right yeah so the people that can be brought to reality are about to leave. So who the people are going to be, the people left are going to be the way more intense kind. And right. uh, but do you think? So, but do you think that happening will will take Q down to the level of like I don't know flat Earth and that type of thing? Like, do you know what no. I mean by that? I mean, there's multiple members in Congress and shit. Like they're already they're already the most powerful right. conspiracy movement in American history right. outside of maybe the John Burt Society, um, yeah. and McCarthy and since McCarthy at least you know. But the. Uh, uh, so a couple things like so we have an analog to this now is Pizzagate, right? So uh, in 2016, 2015, 2016, Hillary's emails got leaked, Seth Rich got killed, um, Podesta's emails got hacked, like all this shit happened. It led to culmination Pizzagate culminated with the guy shooting up Comet Pizza in DC, right? We all remember that. He got arrested. Pizzagate because Trump was elected and Hillary faded into the background. Uh, Pizzagate sort of faded and then turned into QAnon about halfway through 2017. So people thought Pizzagate had went away and it came back bigger and worse than ever. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, one thing that happened uh, uh, yesterday is uh, there were leaked transcripts from white supremacist uh, 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 sort of uh, <clears throat> some white supremacist uh, uh, organizations who were going who were making plans to go into QAnon and recruit them out to be to be a more useful type of conspiracy theorist to bring them into their fold. So that could be a dangerous people who were waiting for Trump to save the kids from the pedophile cabal now are being recruited by Nazis to be like, nope, it's us. We got to get guns and go shoot motherfuckers. So that could get worse. Yeah, well, we'll see how it goes. But shit, let's talk about Biden himself for a minute in the inauguration, his big speech. How'd you feel about it? Mark, you there? I, I can't eat. I don't have my audio tray. I can't hear you real quick. Can you hear okay, me? What? Well, yeah, yeah. I, yes, I can. I can hear you. I I'm gonna reload, Rick. Sorry. Okay, do it, do it, do it. You're good. Yeah. All right. Sorry about that, everybody. Mark will be right back. I'll talk about the inauguration address for a minute. Uh, you know, shockingly, I was a fan of it. I liked the part where he uh, said, you know, if you disagree with me, take a measure of my heart, and if you still disagree with me, so be it. Uh, that's what democracy is supposed to be. I thought that he he made a big point which he's done the whole time of not making it like literally about himself which is such a far cry from everything donald trump has done over four years like that's definitely a concerted effort on his part to be like this isn't about me it's about the country it's about everything else and yeah. i think that was a good move so i mean yeah i thought it was a good speech you back mark what do you think yeah no i, I enjoyed it the only part that made me want to throw on our motor at the tv is when he said america has never failed which i want to be like okay man we're a group of people i don't need my ass kissed this much we did we've definitely made mistakes as a people <laughs> some of them i was live for some of them i wasn't but i specifically remember the iraq war uh i've been around, i was around for that <laughs> um right but in general like like you're talking about like like his call like his his talk about unity, which we'll come back to in a minute, like it, it doesn't mean Republicans are pretending that it means that we're all going to agree all the time, but it does mean that he's going to try to be a president that protects and helps everybody, which is a real turn because we live in California where Trump told us to go fuck ourselves and the state was burning down. Right. Uh, and, and we're getting less vaccine doses in the much smaller states because uh, we've, we voted. Um, right. You know. Yeah, every every single thing about Trump's presidency the whole time came down to Donald Trump, the person individually. Like, if yeah. you opposed him as a person, then fuck you, and you're gonna get the you know the book thrown at you or whatever. And if you if you are a sycophant and suck up to him, then you'll curry his favor. And I don't know what will happen. It didn't seem to matter that much to those people either. Ask all the motherfuckers who did not get a pardon yesterday for storming the Capitol on his behalf. But still, everything was framed in you're either with him or against him. And I think that a huge part of Biden's speech was aimed at doing the opposite of that. Yeah, I mean, like, they, part of me, some po small part of me assumes that those people who stormed the Capitol didn't get a pardon specifically because they made Trump look bad. And oh, ruined, yeah, because they, they did it yeah. They did it dumbly and shittily, and they looked, like, low class and incompetent yeah. when they did it. And so that's the only reason he yeah. didn't hook them up. But, like, of course they did. That's what they are, you know? Like, those, those, those are your boys. Those are your boys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought the speech was like, like it was pretty. I mean, it was it was very Joe Biden in the sense that it was like, it wasn't super flowery. It was a lot of nuts and bolts about stuff you wanted to do, and it's just simple, like declarative sentences about things government can do that's good, and then uh, let's go to work, you know. Which is like, a, was kind of refreshing to like 
rhetoric is so like overblown. <laughs> just like just say what you're gonna do. Your second inaugural can be very flowery and powerful, but like spend the first four years helping people, man. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, but you know, like I feel like generally speaking, pretty inoffensive to most people. A lot of what Biden had to say, but not everybody. Some people were very offended. Yeah, Matt, we play this uh, clip of Carl Rove who had this to say about Biden's racism. Whether it's COVID or the economy or racism, why are they talking everything down, do you think? Well, uh, part of it is to lower expectations. The economy is really bad. COVID's all screwed up. It's all bungled. Uh, you know, don't, don't, it's going to be really hard to get these things fixed. And then when, in, as people get their vaccinations and the economy begins to rebound as a result of it being opened up, they can say, look at us, didn't we do a great job? The racism thing to me is, I was offended in the speech. I mean, I thought it was a good speech. It wasn't a great speech, but it was a good speech, and it was the right speech for the moment. But there was a point in there where he's... Yeah, yeah racism, so Joe... the, the racism stuff offended Karl Rove, Mark. Do you remember the Michael Jordan documentary when uh, uh, just somebody somebody dares to challenge Michael Jordan and he goes and I took that personally and it became like buddy a honestly somebody dared to just be good in their own way like some other dude playing really good basketball for a while and Michael Jordan's yeah. like so I took that personally yeah it's like yeah some somebody else has a pool and I'm like I took that fucking personally like it's like it's <laughs> yeah. like nobody else can have any anything good in their life I got to try to take it from anyway so Republicans literally did that Joe Biden says racism racism is bad and white supremacy is bad and they so sir how dare you insult me and my family <laughs> it was a right it was a, a bit of a, a movement wide moment of telling on themselves that I thought was exactly hilarious. right well that that's what I was gonna say it's like it's what it's a classic example of that whole like. If you are offended by that, then there's only one reason for it. You know what I mean? Like if you're offended by him implying that there's a problem with systemic racism, particularly on the right in this country, uh, then that's almost the same as acknowledging that it's true or see, you know, it also like it, it, it undercut a big theory of mine, which is like, like racists don't like to think of themselves as racist. Like right. almost exclusively, no one thinks them. The people have generally accepted that racism is bad, and I'm not that because I'm not bad. I might like I might have individual views that are problematic, but I know not to say them out loud. Right? That's one thing Trump did is allow people permission to say the racist shit out loud, which sucked. But like in general, like doing stand up, you know that like there's groups of people you can always make fun of because no one thinks of themselves as that. You can make fun of racists usually right you can make fun of boring people because no one thinks of themselves as boring you can make fun of right. ugly people because no one thinks of themselves as ugly and here's an example of them being like no even if you if you post a joke on twitter about ugly people and they're like as an ugly american i would like right to yes <laughs> yes exactly yeah i agree completely it's, uh, it's also but, like when, whenever you make a joke about white people you get a bunch of people being like not all white people like well the joke's not about you but it's not about you shut the fuck up mm -hmm. why are you taking it personally if it's not about you right so anyway yeah, all right. But uh, the speech is not the only thing they're mad about. Well, I assume they're mad at this. Joe Biden actually did some stuff yesterday, Mark. Well, that That's weird. On his very first day in office, he actually, like, did stuff, which, like, is, you know, kind of odd, I think, for most Americans. But what I'm talking about specifically is Biden immediately signed a lot of executive or 17 executive orders that were aimed at undoing as much of what Donald Trump had done as possible things doing with, um, uh, immigration, COVID, 
um, the border wall, the travel ban, racial equity, a lot of things, Mark. But he tried, he immediately got in there and tried to, you know, do some stuff. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it was very simple and cool. And it's like, cool. Oh, it's like, oh, shit. You can, uh, I mean, Trump was so goddamn lazy. They, they like, he, I'm glad he was lazy. I wish he'd spent every day in office playing golf instead of doing destructive right. shit. But right. it sometimes it's like, oh, Trump, he passed one major bill his entire fucking time in office, and that was the tax cut. Right. And then he goofed off and just let did executive orders about being mean to brown people. And that's basically his whole presidency. He didn't do jack shit. Um, they they fucking up the COVID rollout was just the last was the was the most direct lazy thing that got a bunch of people killed. Um, right. But which, but again, though, and I know you, you, this is what you're saying, but like that's ar- that's arguably a good thing, right? Like I yeah. like you said, I would prefer that he just played golf the whole time too. Like he was lazy and incompetent and ineffectual by and large, but. That's good that he didn't yeah. because anything he would have done would have been terrible. So we should all be glad that, you know, he was as ineffectual as he was. Yeah. I mean, uh, he got very little done in four years and uh, only cost us $150 million. We spent in his golf courses and whatever the uh, uh, White House budget was for grub hubbing um, uh, Whoppers and uh, Big Macs. That's, uh, <laughs> that's all it cost us. So, and 500,000 lives, you know. Uh, but it's like it. God, he sucks, man. I'm so glad. Like, can I? Other other stuff, but like, he's off Twitter and he's gone in a hole in Florida. Yeah. And he's just yeah. like gone. It's <laughs> weird, right? Exactly. I know. And it's like you know, he will he'll turn back up somewhere somehow. He'll figure out a way. It's like I don't. He'll start his own damn network, or he'll just I, maybe he's even on Parlor already. I don't know. But I know exactly what you mean because of him being like kind of across the board deplatformed basically after the insurrection and now that he's out of the white house and everything yeah like you said he just he's just gone basically like he's not it's weird not having these crazy aggressive and poorly uh spelled and grammatically executed trump tweets out there riling people up over all of this shit i know they're getting riled either way but it's it's wild it's look we're gonna make fun of biden for being old because we're gonna make fun of biden that's what we're gonna do but like like it is kind of there's a bunch of good things about him being old um one he doesn't know what the fuck twitter is or care about it (laughs) that's awesome uh, he's not yeah. gonna be mad about whatever he, he he's on the record thinking Facebook sucks because of what it does to democracy, but I don't think he hangs out on there. Like he he has a he hates Zuckerberg, which is which is one thing I love about the dude. Um, he uh, uh, another thing that's good about being him being old and this one thing I really liked is like he's not he's not planning for a post presidential job. This is the last job he's ever going to have. Like mm-hmm. whether or not they were consciously doing stuff to set themselves up financially after they're out of office, both like Clinton, Bush and Obama were all fairly young guys and Obama and Clinton didn't come from money. So Clinton was dead broke when he left the white house. So like they did a bunch of uh, stuff to like get, Obama got a Netflix deal. I want a Netflix deal. Uh, like, yeah. uh, you know, so I think it's good. Like Biden hung out, like, I don't know if you saw the presidential portraits they hung in, um, they hung in the oval, but he chose FDR and Lincoln. These are big, you know, presidents were confronted with like existential threats to America and had to take big steps to save it. And I'm like, okay, this is good if you're thinking of yourself this way and not worried about what Wall Street's going to think about you in 2026, you know? So, yeah. Yes, I agree completely. It's hard. And I think that's also all these executive orders him signing so quickly, uh, you know, had to do with 
the challenge that we all know that he's facing too. Cause that's the thing. Like, yes, we're all like, we're all happy and feeling generally positive right now, but my God, the job ahead of this administration is daunting to think about, but I'm certainly, you know, much more confident in this version as opposed to a continuation of the last four years. But quickly, I want to go down the, some of the things he, the executive orders he did, uh, he had a he's had a federal mask mandate, not a national mask mandate, because he probably couldn't do that legally. But requiring masks on any kind of federal property or by federal employees. But he also started the hundred days mask challenge, urging all Americans to wear masks and and everything. Um, he ha- he bolstered the deferred action for childhood arrivals program, DACA, the Dreamers, the the one that would uh, deport children or immigrants who were brought to this country as children. Um, he, we mentioned earlier with Ted Cruz is re-entering into the Paris climate accords. He ended that 1776 commission mark, which was basically made by them to, uh, you know, whitewash slavery further. Like, like, no, wasn't so we're good. We're heroes. Right. That was sort of what that was about. Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, some concrete stuff he did. He extended the federal uh, eviction ban and uh, 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 extended the forbearance on student loan debt, which is going to help a lot of people who are broke right now and can't afford their loans to go into uh, uh, get get called in. Um, Like, but there's like some some really so so there's like those are all big things. They're going to help a lot of people, but there was there was some small stuff that like made me feel even more hopeful. Um, one thing Trump had done was try to burrow in some like um, civil ser- some political appointees in the civil service jobs that extend like way past his term being over. And uh, the norm is to let those people stay in their jobs. And Biden told them to get the pack their shit and get the fuck out. Um, a couple of them were some really <laughs> shitty people. There's a guy he put in charge of the uh, um, uh, the Voice of America who had tried to turn Voice of America into a pro-Trump uh you know, media operation, basically an extension of Newsmax or OAN. He got rid of, he had a, they got illegal fired the board. Um, their, uh, their favorite one, he fired uh, Peter Robb, who was the uh, general counsel for the National Board and was a big anti-union guy. Right. Um, he had basically taken the corporation side. Again, this is the National Labor Review Board. The, the purpose of the organization is to like, make sure corporations aren't fucking their employees. And he looked at it as his job to help corporations fuck their employees. Fuck yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, he helped break strikes. He, um, he fought back against a fight, for, a McDonald's fight for 15 campaign. Um, uh, uh, so, I mean, this guy was just a complete piece of shit and he was supposed to be there for another four years. And Biden just broke the norm and told him now nah, we like, cause the, usually you maintain norms to like, cause you don't want the Republicans to break them too down the road. Um, but to me, it's sort of a statement like, man, we got big problems. We got shit we need to do. And I can't worry about what happens down the road because there won't be a down the road if you don't have these, some, some of this shit. And like my favorite thing Rob did, um, his big, the big battle of his, uh, his term term with the, uh, in this job was he, his arch enemy was an inflatable rat. Yeah, Scabby uh, the Rat. I was about Scabby to the rat. Up. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so he made it his mission in life to destroy this inflatable rat unions will put up outside, like, uh, of non-union workplaces that are trying to unionize to try to heckle the uh, the bosses and to make scabs going into work there feel like shit, right? So it's been court case after court case about this, that Scabby the Rat is protected speech. 
Um, anyway, do you have the video of Matt to show him what the rat is? Because I love this rat. <laughs> you guys are all Uncle 3 here ready to fight, right? But we're going to fight today, right? Is your union weak? Is your union strong? <laughs> To us, a rat is a piece of shit contractor. There's a bunch of rats around a room. The biggest rat will take all the food and kill kill everybody else around them to take it. And that's where rat is. <laughs> This is such a New York yeah. exploiting thing. Like it's incredible. Yeah, just doing the wrong your thing to their workers. Uh, I mean, literally, dude. The name Scabby the Rat. You know, <laughs> people, hey, blow up Scabby the Rat. Put him out there. Tell him what we fucking think about him. Yeah, that's what you fucking rats, fucking piece of shit. You, you non-union contractors. You fuck Scabby the Rat. You're yeah. saying it all. I love an intense American <laughs> accent because that's somebody who works a real job. Yeah, outside of us. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah so so he t- he went to court arguing that the use of balloon rats was unlawful under Labor Relations Act yeah. and not protected because they are being used to menace. menace. He's saying that, that yeah. rat's being used to menace people. Now, the rat does look pretty sc- – I wouldn't want to wake up and see that rat standing over my bed. But you're walking down the street and see a cartoon rat. I don't think you're fucking freaking out about it. Yeah, because anyway. he said the general public, he, he argued that the general public was unable to avoid the large, intimidating, hostile-looking, inflatable rats for three days. And that makes it, you know, unlawfully menacing and intimidating and whatnot. Is, is a giant inflatable rat any more scary to like kids walking down the street than like a mall Santa Claus is or, or like a, a Disney goofy a, a Disneyland is like there's, there's things in costumes are scary anyway but but in, in his defense scabby can be 30 some of the scabbies are 30 feet tall so I'd probably be pretty frightened if I thought it was real <laughs> no. yeah right but I mean yeah even if you know talking about kids if it is because is it, it is a kind of a big freaky looking rat balloon and so you know you kids these big freaky looking rat balloon and ask you what it's about well now you have to explain to them you know how working people get fucked over by their corporations or just say i don't worry about it but you know we're gonna we now have an administration full of people who aren't going to spend their days picking fights with balloon rats (laughs) do you understand how much better this is just because of that like he's like they can use the working hours to do working shit to help people, which is their fucking job. Um, but anyway, one of the reasons this, uh, this uh, Biden behaving this way was encouraging sign to me, that alone the FDR painting, is like norms are really going to fuck any sort of like, uh, you know, help <laughs> any, any sort of American improvement. So like like the Senate's fighting, it was spent all day fighting over the filibuster. And Democrats, to their power, told Republicans to go fuck themselves because they're trying to figure out how to do um, how to do the power sharing agreement with fifty fifty with the fifty fifty Senate, and they might cave on one thing, like letting letting Republicans have equal amount of members. But like McConnell was saying, we should get some of the committee chairmanships unless you agree not to kill the filibuster. And Democrats were like, nah, fuck you. We're going to take the, we got fifty one votes. We're going to take the we're going to take the committee membership uh, uh, chairmanships, and we might still kill the filibuster if you guys are dicks. So um, that was cool. Um, yeah. Um, I, listen, we uh, 
start doing the comments and questions here, Matt, whatever you can pull up. Tell us how you guys are feeling about the first 36 hours or whatever it's been of the Joe Biden presidency and how you're feeling about your projection for it going forward. Um, uh, impeachment update or a brief one at least, because who knows what's going to end up happening with it. McConnell is officially stating that the impeachment should be pushed to, or not the impeachment, but the, the trial for Donald Trump should be pushed to at least mid-February. And he's saying that that's because, you know, need both times need time to build their case or whatever. Do you think this is just like kicking the can further in the hopes that it will like dissipate even more as far as in his mind? Or it's just, a, will this actually happen in February? I mean, I'm betting it won't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, right, right. I mean, I'm already, yeah. it should uh, and because it's a, there's a rational case to setting the precedent that you can't try to stay true and then just go retire if it fails. Um, For sure, yeah. Uh, but that said, like I'm the, one of the most vengeful Trump-hating dudes out there, and I almost don't care anymore. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like it's yeah. just like it, it's like the, the emotional push for it. It's, this is why we were yelling about it a couple of weeks ago. Pelosi should have filed articles of impeachment that goddamn night. Um, when people were full of righteous fury and had it clear in their memory what the stakes were and then a bunch of Congress people always got murdered uh, for doing the right thing. Um, yeah, that that's what I think too. Again, just him like kicking the can further thinking like I push this out further than the, you know, the enthusiasm for calling for it will fall off. You know, people basically people will just forget and we can just not have to fool with doing this in McConnell's mind. I think like, it's just another way to hopefully try to get out of having to actually go through the process. Um, I mean, I but, hope, you know, we'll see. I hope Schumer realizes that McConnell not, not wanting to do it is exactly the reason he should do it. Cause this sure. will, this will divide his caucus. Cause if Trump stays this like platformless and powerless, then they could get 17 votes. <laughs> You know, just because yeah. Republicans are, are fucking sick of him. Yeah. Aletha Purdue says, I love what Biden's doing. Still worried something will happen. Trump needs to be impeached now. Yes, it is kicking the can. And yeah, I mean, I think I think Mark and I both agree with you. Yeah, it should happen as soon as possible. And that is what they're attempting to do. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, are you worried about something happening? Aletha says that and I assume she means some big, you know, further action from the Capitol rioter crowd pulling some other shit, which I thought like today, you know, I thought a lot, that to, not today, yesterday, the inauguration day was the day that everyone was super worried about, right? Like after, after the first Capitol riots, inauguration day was the day that everybody was really terrified of, like, what are they going to do? And, you know, we got through it. So, you worried about that going forward? Nah, I mean, the last president to get shot was Reagan, right? Um, Secret Service seems pretty good at the job, even though they got caught being drunk on duty a bunch during the Obama administration and let a guy get in a, a guy with, armed with a gun get in an elevator with Obama one time and they could, they were partying too hard, those guys. They uh, <laughs> they, 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 they changed leadership and, uh, uh, I mean, they, they're, they are, they're really good at, I mean, if Obama didn't get assassinated, Part of me thinks it's impossible to do anymore. <laughs> no, yeah. I know. Right. And, you know, again, I'm, you know, I'm superstitious. Knock on wood, whatever you want to say. But I agree with you completely. I, um, We talked about that on a recent episode, I think. I listened to it. Was, I think it was Kenya Barris. Kenya Barris from Blackish 
the creator of Blackish. I listened to him on a podcast, and this was this podcast was recorded years ago. It didn't have anything to do with Biden's inauguration, but he was just talking about how when Obama got inaugurated, how he was genuinely not even terrified. Just yeah. in his mind, he was like, "He's he's going to get killed. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> he is one hundred percent going to get assassinated." And he just believed that, and I believe him that he believed that. And I'm with you after it didn't happen to Obama. Um, not saying it can happen, but yeah, I'm not that worried about it. I mean, um, shit, white people went crazy when Obama got elected. Like it's been, I and mean, they've been still going crazy for 12 years now. And, uh, right. uh, uh and the, uh, you know, militia membership surged like 900% or some shit under Obama. Like people were really, people, yeah, they got fired up in the wrong direction, in my opinion. Um, Robin Watkins Hale says, let us pray Melania's ink dries on those divorce papers. Um, I think, but I mean, yeah, I'm down for her uh, divorcing him or whatever, but I, you know, I don't really care that much, but she, there was a funny clip of them arriving. I I think it was, it was yesterday. I think it was them arriving in Florida on, on the plane and he got, they walked, they walked down. Uh, the whatever the hell that's called the sta- the plane stairs you know Mark the plane stairs like stairs for planes yeah they mm-hmm. walked down the plane stairs <laughs> and got to the bottom of it and he turned to like wave to the to the uh, crowd and the journalists and stuff and <laughs> just said fuck that and just walked off without him and he kind of turned around and she was gone and he just had to awkwardly wave by himself so I mean yeah she certainly appears to be very much over it but you know. Uh- yeah, the, she doesn't want to live. In, <laughs> she doesn't want to live in Florida. Uh, uh, it, it's a. Uh, I, I I don't know. I mean, I I would want to see their uh, divorce. I want to, I want them to get divorced so I can see the the, the court filings. I think those would be classic. Uh, her, I want to see what her cause of divorce is. Um, and, but did you see the uh, uh, the clip of Trump yesterday leaving for the last time on Marine One, and he keeps picking up a Marine's hat when the wind blows it off? No, I'm gonna send it to Matt see if we can get it real quick because it's pretty classic. Uh, he just this Marine's not allowed to move, and Trump keeps like petting them on the arm and putting the hat back on his head and keeps blowing off and he keeps putting it back. And I was like, it, part of me was like, oh, he's he's behaving like a human being trying to help this guy who can't pick up his own hat. That's the nicest thing I've ever seen him do, honestly. And it's his last act as president. I was like, okay, maybe they, maybe they'll make a statue of this moment. It's the one good one. <laughs> but yeah. Um. Sorry, that comment was just up there saying Trump might peel off his 38 percenters and try to make a new thing. I've seen that called the Patriot Patriot Party. Party, The Patriot Party. Yes, exactly. That's what, yeah, that's what, that's going to be the official party of Donald Trump's cult. That's what people are saying. I mean, do you think, I don't know, how worried should the GOP establishment be about the Patriot Party and it coming to pass? Because, I mean, if it did and had any kind of numbers even remotely approaching the you know, hardcore Trump base. I mean, it would absolutely fuck Republicans over. I mean, Bill Clinton won with like 42% of the vote because Ross Perot got 12, right? Or whatever it was, whatever the numbers were, but something like that. Um, so like if, if Trump can peel off 10% in Texas and Georgia and South Carolina, right? <laughs> it's like the Republicans will never win the presidency again, which they, you know, they all, they lose the popular vote every time anyway. But um, that, that might be the solution to our electoral college problem is the Patriot party. So more power to him. Yeah, no, that's what I was thinking too. But like, I mean, at the same time, 
I would love it if he literally just disappeared forever and we never had to hear about him or his, you know, people ever again. But, but yes, right. I mean, it would be a good thing for the American left in terms of winning elections, I think, if the Patriot Party became an actual thing that actually got votes, because I can't see it just literally taking over the Republican Party. So, yeah, split them down the middle or split them in any fraction and make the odds better for our side as far as I'm concerned. You see, uh, Drew, Drew Screen grabbed it and tweeted it out, but the original, there was, there's already been a political party in America known as the Patriot Party. Uh, they were socialist anti-fascists, uh, which is really funny. <clears throat> uh, but I guess it existed back in the early 1900s. But uh, the, the logo, the Trump already made a logo for the Patriot Party. He's been shopping, like he's, he has put some thought into it. There were four potential logos. And the one he picked has a lion on it. You know, Democrats are donkeys and Republicans are elephants. Patriot Party is going to be a lion, which is fucking badass, you know? So, like, it's definitely a, a better animal than an elephant. Or, I mean, elephants are pretty cool animals. Donkeys suck. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I'm kind of surprised he didn't just go for an eagle. I mean, I guess it's like, ah, I can't get, you know, got to make sure that everybody doesn't confuse this with just actual regular office. American patriots <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, if you take an eagle out of the equation and ask me which, which animal will he pick to be the logo of his cult party, I would definitely say a lion, I think. So that it's, definitely checks out. And it's so perfect because like the other animals, they weren't picked as mascots. They were they were the sort of like slid backwards into those those symbols as jokes, right? Where like Democrat Democrats got this the the donkey because they're stubborn asses, right? And the Republicans because they never forget and they hold a grudge. It was like they're they're like it's they self-deprecating. But it's so hum fascists are so fucking humorless that they, they they're like, no, we want a badass strong predator it's like that's not that's not the point of this man it's not supposed to be that this is obvious. yeah this is tangentially related to that do you know uh this is a little fun fact thing do you know what the secret service code names were for the trump family like no i don't, I don't mean that, collectively as a family i mean each yeah. one individually do you know i don't think i knew that no Okay, so the Secret Service had code names for like every president, and there's like a naming convention. It's sort of like hurricanes, you know, like they have, they stick, like the Clintons were all E words. Bill Clinton was Eagle, actually. Hillary was Evergreen. Chelsea was Energy, that type of thing. And of course, they're all, you know, it's not like any of them are ever uh, denigrating or anything, obviously. They're still, they're the president. But mm. in case y'all don't know, here are the code names for. Trump and his family. Donald Trump's code name for the Secret Service was Mogul. Melania's was Muse. Donald Trump Jr. Mountaineer. Ivanka Trump Marvel. Eric Trump Marksman. And Jerry Kushner Mechanic. Uh, and I just appreciate how kind of I don't know on the nose a lot of those were. So yeah, they're pretty. Uh, I mean, they're those are honestly honorifics. Like every, every one of them probably loves their nickname outside. Oh of no, I know that's. I yeah. know that's what I'm saying. Like you know they, yeah, dude, mogul, muse. Like that's what I'm saying. They're all mechanic. Yeah, they love that shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the mechanic one creeps me out because it sounds like there's that movie mechanic about you know a hitman. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, have, you ever, have you ever seen a uh, less likely to be a mechanic dude than Jared Kushner? <laughs> Jared Kushner. <laughs> no, I have not. Uh, but, yeah, what are you going to do, man? Can't argue with the Secret Service, Mark. Nope. Um, I just saw a comment that flew by from a, a viewer named Melissa Muse. 
Her la- her actual last name is Muse, and it said Melania Trump was not a Muse. <laughs> she she couldn't inspire anybody. I imagine that is that is probably offensive for a liberal uh, person with the surname of Muse. But anyway, listen, thank y'all for joining us. That's pretty much it for this episode. First episode in the Biden regime. Who the hell knows what's going to happen between now and then, but I think we're all feeling a little bit generally more positive and hopeful than we have in the past. So let's see where we get moving forward, eh, Mark? Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Have a good one. (laughs) Thank you, guys. We'll see you on Tuesday, okay? Say goodbye.